Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. If you have been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful and Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like the task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list. And I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it. Or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know, Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Hello, welcome to this fun, fun episode. This is a good episode. I'm really excited about this episode. We are going to be talking about what it looks like to declutter during life transitions or like transitions of the ages and stages of your kids. And I'm really excited about this because this allows me two things to number one, help you declutter when your kids are growing and changing and your life is changing. And number two, kind of break down these two different um, forms of decluttering. They're both basically the same, but let's just get into it so I can tell you about it instead of telling you what I'm going to tell you about. (laughs) Get to the point, Krista. Okay. Declutter your words, Krista. Um, Okay, so when you start decluttering, a lot of times when people come into Motherhood Simplified, into the group, into you know, listening to the podcast, 
they are needing to do a big declutter, like a declutter of their entire house. And they're doing things like decluttering bedrooms, bathrooms, kitchen, toys, clothes, garages, all of these spaces in your home, because you probably have not ever done that in your life. You've probably spent the majority of your adult life, like accumulating things, having kids, accumulating things for every single kid and not really intentionally letting things go. Maybe you've let some things go, but like you're, it's been a lot more accumulation than it has been letting go. So that's the first kind of decluttering that most people do. And that's essential and it's valuable and it's important and it's necessary. And it's the number one thing that people think of when they think of decluttering. And here's something that has happened for the moms that come into like motherhood simplified into the courses that I offer or just decluttering on their own is that they do that. And I always tell people you're not done, right? You can never be done because things are always going to come into your house and things are always going to be letting, you're going to always be letting things go. So it will get easier and you'll get into a flow and it will become natural. Like it's just a natural, easy thing for you to do. You'll, you'll find your own rhythm in it. But as a mom, especially, or as a parent, especially you are going to have to declutter based on the seasons of your life changing and based on the season, like the ages and the stages of your kids. Right. So there is a difference between like your first big major declutter. Like I just got to figure out how to actually declutter and make that a normal part of my life. And then as time goes on, you realize, oh, it's been two or three years. And now my, my, my toddlers are bigger and I have to declutter like this kind of stuff that doesn't match the season of life that I'm in right now. And I think it's really interesting because I've had decluttering simplified around for five years now, as well as other little courses and challenges and offers that I have. And there's moms that have been around this long and I love it when they come back like years later, two or three years later. And they say, last time I did this challenge, I was pregnant. I was pregnant and I had bottles and swaddles and pumps and parts and I felt very overwhelmed. And so I had to declutter these other areas of my house. You know, maybe they were decluttering their craft rooms or whatever else, their, their clothes that don't fit anymore. And now I'm in a season where I'm decluttering baby stuff, right? So I want to talk to you about what it looks like to train, to declutter during transitions. And I'm not really going to tell you so much of the how, um, just because that's very technical and boring. I'm going to tell you what we're doing right now. <laughs> So when I first started this group, we had three, oh no, we had four kids. We had four kids and a baby. Um, we had three kids and a baby. <laughs> we had three kids, one baby. And I remember people asking like, what do you do with all the baby stuff, the toddler stuff? And it was kind of hard for me to remember because I had a six month old. And so I wasn't really there yet. And I was doing things very differently than I did with my older kids. And what I told them was, like two, two years ago, two or three years ago, when my youngest was like three and four is when we started transitioning things into their bedrooms, right? So it used to be that we would have their toys out in our living spaces because they were too little to go play alone in their rooms. And so the majority of stuff just to make the flow of our life easy was in our living spaces. And we had, I did it differently than I did prior to decluttering. They had like one toy shelf in the living room, one bookshelf. Like it was very simple. Whereas before it was like toys were just covering every corner of the house. Right. So I did the full declutter, the big declutter of the house. And then I decluttered based on transitions. Um, and so I told people that like for now, like my three big kids, they keep their toys in their room. They keep their stuff in their room. We have 
family board games in a closet and we have, you know, the communal crafts that we do in the kitchen area here because it's messy and I don't want that in their bedrooms. Right. But for the most part, their stuff is in their room and that's the boundary and that's where they keep it. Right. And then we had the baby and then we had another baby. And so we had two under two. And so the last several years up until last weekend, actually, we have had a house that again had toy shelves and toddler young child stuff in our living spaces because they were too young to go play unsupervised in their bedrooms, the way that our house is set up. And last weekend, uh, like our house has just been very like frustrating. Like the flow of it has been frustrating for different reasons. Some of it is that we just have never really gotten the layout right in here. We've been renovating it. So it's just been an ongoing process. But the other part is that I bought these shelves that were good for toddlers and babies and toddler and baby toys. And now my youngest is four and then I have a six-year-old. And so the stuff on these shelves right now are like beads and markers and scissors and crafts, not big baby toys. Like it was before, you know, like a big block or whatever. (laughs) I don't know. I don't remember what baby toys we had stuffed animals. It's not that stuff anymore. And so the shelves that we have no longer fit the season of life that we're in. But my girls are also old enough now to go play independently in their bedrooms. And so my husband and I were talking, he's like, I'm going to tell you something and you're probably not going to like it, but I think we need to move like their dollhouses and stuff up to their rooms. And I was like, or up to their room because they share a room. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. You are right. I love this idea. He thought I was going to hate it, but I was like, I love this idea. You're right. Because they are old enough now. And the way that our house is set up, it just is not working anymore. And, um, my husband and I have found ourselves like, like, why are they so clingy and not to say that kids can't be clingy because they are, but it's like been exceptionally bad, um, to where they're like, they can't do anything without him or I like doing it with them, which is different than it used to be. They used to play it pretty independently, but my belief, um, you don't have to agree with me, but I, I have a degree in early childhood education and I was a Montessori teacher is that they should not be like asking me every second, mom, will you play with me? Mom, will you play with me? Mom, will you play with me? Like they should be playing independently for pretty big chunks at a time. And so I was like, you are right. We need to move these. We need to move this up into their bedroom. They're old enough now for it. We have, and let's do it like right now. And so we did it over this weekend. And what ended up happening is now they're playing independently with each other. They are so excited. They have their own space. They feel like they have a big kid room. Uh, we've reclaimed some space in our living space, space, which is really nice because we also have big kids, right? We also have teenagers and a and a twelve year old, and they want to do their things down here too, like with their their friends, and they do different activities. They want to do big board games. They want to do game nights. They want to invite their friends over to watch movies, and so that was pretty difficult with having like the two toddlers, like just smashing, you know, whatever it is the toddlers do while they're trying to do big kid things. And so we had to rearrange the inside of our house. And in that process, we decluttered a lot of stuff. I went through the arts and crafts. I actually, I don't even know how this happened, but there was like two bags of arts and crafts trash that got cleared out. We went up to their bedrooms. We did things like got rid of their sling bookshelves um, that I always recommend for like small hands and toddlers so that they can see the title of the book. They look pretty, right? We could have kept it, but we didn't have room for it with bringing up the dollhouse into their room 
So now they have just their normal bookshelves. They don't have the sling bookshelf anymore. I got rid of some of the lamps that were there because they were scared of the dark that they don't use anymore. Um, and it's, it's less of like a big, huge declutter and more of just refining the details and being like, this no longer fits for the season of life that we're in. And so that is how you do that. And the, that's part of why I'm like, I can't tell you like step-by-step, like how to declutter based on the season of life that you're in. What you have to do is look inside of your home and pay attention to the flow of it and, and adjust it. So I, that, and that's pretty high level. It sounds pretty high level. And I will say that if you haven't decluttered yet, it's pretty impossible to do that because when you haven't decluttered, you don't know where things go. You have too much stuff. It's difficult to see the space that you have and see how to use it and actually use it. So you have to declutter first. And I do teach this, how to do teach, how to do this inside of my course, decluttering simplified. So decluttering simplified walks you through how to declutter your entire house step-by-step in four simple phases, every single strategy that you need, every single checklist, every single roadblock or hurdle that you will come up against is in there alongside a really amazing community. But I also teach you, it's called, I think I call it like how to map out your house. (laughs) And it's basically how to declutter and then set your home up so that it works for you based on the season of life that you're in. So that's what we we did in our house this weekend. We, and and I will say there is always a little bit of grieving to be had when I do this, because it means that, um, you know, we're having Tara's our last, she's four. Now the baby things have slowly disappeared. I put things into my memory boxes for them, which if you want to learn how to do that too, check the description. There's a course called sentimental items, gifts, and special occasions. I teach you how to make memory boxes and sentimental item boxes for your kids. Um, but there is a stage of grieving. So while it was really exciting to like have this open space in my house again and be like, oh, like things feel like they work again in here. Like, I feel like we fit. I feel like everybody's needs are being met. Um, There is also a little bit of grieving to go along with it because it means that that season of life is over. But I'm also just as excited for these upcoming seasons and the season that we're in right now. Like, I think that's one of the best gifts of decluttering that I've experienced is being able to be in the moment and look back fondly on where we've been and look forward to the future with like genuine excitement and just clarity and ease. And I love that. And I want that for every single mom and family dads too, but motherhood simplified. So, Hey moms, (laughs) I want that for dads too. Um, all families and yeah. It's, it's when you learn how to declutter your home and you learn the skill of decluttering and you practice it, it gets easier to do these kinds of things of like, well, it's been three years. Life is not the same. Our needs are not the same. How can I fix this? And I do teach you that in decluttering simplified. So if you're interested in those, go to the description, you can get the sentimental item one. That's I think $17 for just that tiny little mini course and guide, sentimental items, gifts, setting boundaries with family and friends who give too much stuff, clutter-free gift guide, et cetera, or decluttering simplified where you can just go teach your, like learn how to make this an integral part of your life so that it comes naturally and you can actually practice it every single day and make your life a whole lot easier. I would love to help you out with that all in description. And if you love this episode, thank you. Just thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it so much. And if you think that this would be valuable for any of your family, any of your friends, 
anybody who is a part of your social media world, I would love so much if you shared this out, tag me. I love to hear from you and I will talk to you soon. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.